This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie and Thrive Plus. MyBookie and Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into a, another edition of Moneyline on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning in studio with none other, my partner in grind, the statistician at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Beautiful Sunday. It's nice to actually see the sun out for once, right? Usually I say beautiful because football is on, but today yep. is literally outside is, is perfect weather. We're not used to that around these Houston streets, <laughs> so we're going to enjoy it today. No doubt about it, man. It, it feels like we've been living in Seattle the last few days, so it's, it's nice to get something kind of nice. Got a show to do today. We got a special guest behind the glass today. You want to introduce him to everybody, Jerry? Let's do it like this. You might know him as the Gal Media Injury Expert. You might know him as Beautiful Andrew. <laughs> I know him as Andrew. What's up, Andrew? What's up, guys? It's a pleasure to be back here. Cam's taking his little hiatus to go pray to statues of Selena or whatever it is <laughs> in Corpus Christi. So while he's over there, I had to fill in. Excited to be here. We love it, man. We haven't had you in a while. For those of you that don't know, like Jerry was saying, Andrew is with us the whole season. So we very used to working with him. Great to have him with us today. He's the injury expert. He is our Stefania Bell, but exactly. much more masculine. And you know how that important that is on a Sunday morning when you're playing fantasy or gambling right up. To, I mean, we got a lot going on over here, and he's the one that just drills us with everything, knowing exactly up to the date inactive or uh, up to the minute inactive. So we really appreciate that. At Moneyline975 was where you can get us on Twitter anytime during the show, or you can hit us up, 713-780-3776. If you want to talk any kind of gambling today, any of the three NBA games, any anything. I mean, I got a few soccer games I'll be throwing out like we did last week. We'll just throw out some bets at random times throughout this uh, show. I got a few max bombs, and we've been killing it on the five-unit bets on Bookie Busters, which, again, is on Sports Map, and you can find all of our work there as long, uh, alongside with any kind of content of Houston sports, any kind of gambling uh, college guides. You got Fred Fowler's horse picks. We have so much things over there, so make sure you check out Sports Map as well. Oh, yeah. You got to get to Sports Map at Sports Map H-O-U. Give us a follow on Twitter. That's where we put out all our content. We have awesome videos every week from Joel Blank and Charlie Palillo, so really cool stuff on there. Definitely check out Sports Map. Uh, just quickly, what did you think of the Rockets pulling that off without Harden last night? <sighs> Crazy. Now, I'm going to I'm I'll talk from a neutral standpoint and then we got a Rockets diehard in front of us so we'll see what he thought. To me, I mean, to be honest, I was betting all the way uh Golden State team totals which they never got there. They got off to a slow start. I lost the first uh, half and then on the second half I thought they'd get 61. That didn't happen. Uh, it was incredible. It was incredible to see. Now, it's just crazy because then Twitter overreacts. That's what Twitter does, you know? What I mean, they, they overreact. Now now you have 
some people saying, man, it's beautiful ball without Harden on the full court. And then, which I agree, it's different. And then you got other guys defending it being like, you you don't know basketball if you think that that's what's going on. So it's just crazy to think that it, it, they played freely yesterday. It, it flowed so good. And I mean, everything worked out. Chris Paul, that's the Chris Paul you need. Fareed was hitting. I mean, when you got Fareed hitting threes, that's going to be trouble. And it was perfect. It played perfect. Now, in a seven-game series, can you really say, man, I don't want Harden in there. It's crazy. That's your guy. Yeah. And, and and I don't think he's going to bring the team down some. But if anything, if he watched that game, maybe he it's a self-check to him. Maybe like, man, let me let it go a little bit more. Because at the end of the day, you don't want – that's your superstar. That's your superstar. So you got to live and die with him. But – it was nice to see them move the ball. What'd you think? Uh, this is an interesting sort of phenomenon you see in basketball a lot. When a team's star player goes down, with the bad teams, you don't see it as much. But when a good team has their star player go down, you often see all the guys around them pick up the slack a little bit because they know that if Harden's out, hey, look, Eric Gordon knows, hey, I'm going to have some more shots tonight. I need to pick my game up a little bit. Yep. And you saw it. You see it all the time with good teams. And Bill Simmons has sort of affectionately called it the Ewing effect when Patrick Ewing went down. And this is before my time, so I can't really say for certainty that this is what happened. But when Patrick Ewing went down, the Knicks often played above their level. Yeah. And you see that you saw that with the Rockets last night. You saw Fareed stepped up. Chris Paul stepped up in a huge way. 23 points, 17 assists. Eric Gordon stepped up huge. Hey, that's what happens. And this is interesting. Let me throw this out to both of you guys. Can you put your finger on it? The Rockets seem to do pretty well in the regular season against the Warriors, just in general. At Oracle, I mean, yeah. it's crazy. They can, and that's what thing. They're not scared of that team. And no. and and yesterday you saw Boogie Cousins. He was all out of place. You know, he kept he he was fighting from the very get go for calls. And uh, whether, and don't get me wrong, I think there was some some weird calls in between that game. But at the end of the day, they got beat up. They don't. The bully doesn't get to like to get punched in life. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's true, and that's what happened. They were getting punched in their own house, and they're used to getting out there. And you're used to seeing the shimmy shammy with with Curry, <laughs> and they're out there dancing and Draymond. And that wasn't the case. None of that went down, and and you saw what happened. You, that's exactly they didn't have anything going on. They, they they didn't, and I guess we can't gloss over this. Uh, it wouldn't be the Rockets if they didn't get a win, but also get a terrible loss like within a couple days of that. What about that Lakers game where they lost that big lead? I mean. That was disappointing, right? I know a lot of it, we blame the officials a little bit, and we'll talk about that. But, man, that was tough, losing that big lead in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, they had Capella back. I mean, that was a, a loaded Rockets team. And uh, Do you all have any takeaways from what happened in that one? Not so much exactly what happened because uh, we've seen them that they, are, they, they can blow leads. Yeah. And just the way it went down, but... We know the history with them and that specific referee, but I don't even want to blame it on that because some of the calls I think were correct. It was yeah. just the way they happened. But overall, just basketball. My thoughts as far as that. Look how look how crazy it is. How iffy last yesterday the the Lakers lost to the Pelicans without Davis. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yes. like. No matter how much research you do, that's why you can't bet it as heavy as you do or, or as strict as you do on football because these lines, on any given night, you don't know what, what these guys were doing. I mean, for the Lakers to to make that comeback against the Rockets, and you're like, okay, here they go. This is playoff LeBron. And then yesterday they, they get beat. It just makes no sense. As minus 400 or 300, 400 favorites, it makes no sense. So you got to be real careful with that. Just imagine if you parlayed uh, Pelicans, uh, Rockets, money line, 100 bucks. 
bucks would have paid you about twelve hundred dollars just on those two. You know what I mean? So it's 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 crazy. Talk about that a little bit, Jerry. How do you change your betting strategy as a like NFL to NBA? Like you're hitting on it a little bit. Like what what are the things you really pay attention to as far as the handicapping itself? Yeah, uh, 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 the rest the rest of these teams have are they on two day rest, one day rest, back to backs, the road trips? Because you start trying to think as the what the players think is this the last game of the road trip and we're going home for three days yep. oh yes i'm glad to get it over or are we uh did we lose two games on the road that we should have won and now we had two days off now we're at home against a big team that then you could say okay they were looking forward to that homestand and that's what happened they got caught looking ahead this is the game just little things like that uh, size advantage if, if you know a team's bad at rebound the other team's good at rebounding and the pace it just there's so many different things and throughout this show and this offseason, we'll get into more exactly of the specifics, but things like that. Just that's where you start. Everybody knows that you can go and look at points per game, rebounds per game. Uh, you know what they've done the last ten games, but then you got to look at where their mentality is. Are are they looking ahead, or do they, are they taking this team lightly? Is this a the the last game of a nine game road trip, or you know, just yeah. anything, just anything that you can get from there, and that's where you get your angles. That's a good point, man, because you don't think about that as much with the NFL. The only time you're on short rest is you know. Maybe they played a Thursday night game or something like that. Exactly. You know, but aside from that, it's it's not that's really not a factor with the rest thing. Maybe injuries are a factor, you know, when you're betting NFL, but that's interesting, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And bas- is, like I said, basketball is a whole nother cookie. Uh, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a degenerating gambler. I have to have action. <laughs> so once football's over, I, I switch over to NBA and, and NCAA and soccer is always going on. But it's just uh, it's a never-ending story. So you basically lower your volume, you make your bullets. Don't shoot the big bullets like you do in football. That's why it's 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 a shorter season. You know what I mean? You can get a, a better view of where the teams are going. The look ahead, you can see like the look ahead from one week to another. But in basketball, you see it three games they check yeah. out before or uh, little angles like a game uh, the first two games for teams with losing records coming out of the all-star break traditionally go over because the teams are coming out sluggish because if you're a team that isn't looking too good going into the all-star break what'd you do during that all-star break you weren't worried about basketball activities right if you're a team that's yep. considered tanking you're not worried about basketball activities so whenever you get back on that court the first day everybody's kind of out of sync boom you know uh, you where you see more faults will be be on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, on the end of the court because that's where you have to have more communication, and that takes a little bit to get. It's just little angles like that, and you'll find that, okay, that's 58% winners over the last, uh, I think it was eight years that I've seen teams with losing records. The first two games coming out of All-Star break, they tend to play for the over, and and, and you ask, what's the mentality? I think that's where it goes. That's interesting, man. Now, where would you handicap to get a massage in Florida? Where's the best place to get a massage in Florida? When we come back, <laughs> someone out there, and I know everyone already knows who this guy is, but hey, we only get to talk to you on Sunday, so we got to load it up. When we come back, we'll talk about this uh, table showering. Woo-wee! <laughs> I got a party with that guy. Yeah, no, for sure. Whenever I saw the name flash across the screen, I, I literally, I mean, I said, no, this is, is this the onion? I mean, is, <laughs> is this good. true? Yeah, this is too good to be true. But uh, we'll get back to that when we come back. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning here on Moneyline, where we try to make it easy to win money. We'll be right back. That's why I'm here. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Die. 
This is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776 or at Moneyline 97.5, which is where you can get us, Josh Jordan, our guy, Hyped Up Andrews, where you can find him, Jerry Bowe knows, with a Z. Let's get into this, let's get into this table massage, uh, spa gate, we'll call it. <laughs> spa gate, I love that. <laughs> That's fantastic. I just, I wish I could have... Like, be a fly on the wall. I know there's a video, but I, I just kind of want to know how this... Like, here in my mind, it, here's how it went down. Like, uh, yeah, I uh, carry a lot of tension in my upper thighs. If you could, uh, you know, rub that area. Um, oh, what did this that just fell out of my pocket? Oh, oh, is that a $100 bill? Actually, it was just like a 50 I think that might have been the problem, right? Is that when you're a billionaire, maybe high-class expensive call girl not $50 spa establishment that that might have you know that might be what went wrong there um when I saw the name the first thing I pictured was like a you know a raw turkey when it's just real just pale looking I I pictured him just being just flagrant in there once the doors are closed I I pictured him just running just kind of just sliding onto the table shower i didn't even know what a table shower was to be Me honest either. i mean you're like table shower yeah. what is this I, I i found out i i asked uh one patrick creighton he yeah. said that he, he he had asked some friends and they knew <laughs> uh, so, friends right but, yeah i've got some friends that know about that too <laughs> <laughs> it's actually wonderful yeah. they say no but uh no he uh he, he told me yeah basically it's just a shower they lay you down and they spray you down from head to toe and then they flip you over and like i said so i picked just that pale turkey just sitting there just like you said just dropping i, th- I think he just has a, a, a wad like I, I could see the base price being 60 70 but i could yeah. see he has to be a tipper right <laughs> you would hope so i mean i don't know if she's gonna go to yelp and complain about his tipping afterwards i don't know but do you think he was like brash like he's the guy that walks in for a massage and just rips the towel off and just walks in completely naked and just jumps up on the table or do you think he he kind of undresses you know on the side and comes in with a little little blanket around him and then lays on the table and then and then they uh they move it down for the massage i, I could see him being flagrant yeah. yeah i could see it being flagrant just i could see him being super flagrant and <laughs> it's just crazy though because they got two counts on him yeah right so you're like no that wasn't that day no i didn't and then they're like it's twice did y'all see that? Uh, I think it was on like Barstool or something he's where they, they think Goodell like set him up. <laughs> you know, the president he's going to get back his guy the whole way. I, I read that article and it's hilarious. It's, it's it, He's going into detail. I mean, he was on one of the news house outlets. Did you see that? No. Yeah, I mean, on the, one of the big ones and he's on there defending him with a straight face. Are you it's, serious? It's hilarious. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll have some of that audio. But yeah, he gets on there and he defends him to the bone. But you know him. he's a, To the bone, huh? <laughs> I got to watch. Watch what I say right now. But yeah, uh, the thing that surprised me, they said there was a bigger name. Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking who can possibly be bigger than, than one Robert Kraft? Dude. I mean. In my mind, just for our show, I so want it to be Tom Brady, Belichick, and Kraft all together, like getting a couple's massage. But 
you know, it's not a traditional couple's <laughs> massage. <laughs> they're talking plays. Yeah, they're talking plays. And uh, or hold on a second. Oh yeah, Tom. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, then zone defensive. It was pretty good. Uh, you got the Robert Kraft good games, Tom Brady. Good game. You're like, come on, man. You can't. This isn't a game. But no, on the on on the coolest, the the first thing that I thought about was how does Brady's wife feel after they Ooh. they kissed on the lips? You know, and that's what I was telling people. I was like, he, you know, he went home and rubbed avocado ice cream all over his lips. Like, gotta get it off. Oh man, that's a good point, man. You got to be careful. And then Tom's obviously gonna give that to his 13 year old son because they kiss each other on the mouth for some reason. That's just, that's their thing. Of all people, <laughs> well, I say of all people, I guess because the name, I didn't think he would go down like this. But I mean, now when you look at him, he's got that face. Like he's got that. He, he does, and it'd be an even bigger scandal, right? If he was still married, you know, it's 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 gonna be so easy for his lawyer if, if this goes down the way I think it will. To where, oh, this this man, his wife passed away, and he just went there for a massage, and that that wasn't his choice of what happened after that. He was just there for a massage, and you know that's what's going to be, and he's going to be able to afford the most expensive lawyer in the world, and you know people are going to almost have like sympathy, like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, his wife died, and he just his shoulders were tight, and he needed a massage. You know, so I, I know how this is going to go down. This is America. If you have an expensive lawyer, you're going to get out of it. I mean. Even with the tape, you can pull that old Eddie Murphy routine. Have you seen that stand-up where they're like, oh, I, I, I caught you cheating on me. I, I saw you going to your girlfriend's house. Oh, that wasn't me. No, no, I mean, I, I saw you. It was your car. I saw you get out and walk up to the door. No, that wasn't me. I've got it on film. That's not me. You, know, you just keep saying that's not me until... It goes away. What if the evidence is because uh, there's the supercuts next door? What if what if he got his hair cut and they come out with a pile of hair? They're like at approximately twelve twelve. You got a bad haircut. We need like is this, this CSI your music. is this your hair? Is this your hair? <laughs> and and does it match these pubes? No, no. <laughs> well, we were talking about Edelman's uh, facial hair slash pubes being yeah. auctioned off. Do last these week. match? <laughs> Do these match? But uh, uh, no. silver fox. <laughs> and uh, sticking along the same lines, I mean, uh, what about the one R. Kelly that, I mean, the, since the the documentary came out yeah. and everyone's been hammering at him, like, how's this guy not in jail? I mean, how is he not in jail? And I guess the, the, the music in the background, we could keep this on loop oh, right we, now yeah, because... We'll, we'll just keep going. Because he was arrested and I think they say it's a $100,000 bail. So that would be, I guess, 10% of the $1 million bond in court. And from what I read, he spent another night in jail on Saturday because he can't come up with the the bill. Man, I guess it's expensive having like 20 groupies that you have to pay for at all times and, and pay for their living and all their stuff. So R. Kelly, he's running out of, running out of money there. And, and talking about money, <laughs> we are talking about this during the break. There's a certain porn star getting into sports handicapping, Jerry, right? Mia Khalifa, I wake up this morning and, and it, to watch the big match, the the Manchester United game, and one of the first things I see from, I guess, a sports book in Europe is, is I guess she's the face of it, <laughs> the uh, the head person. Um, she basically is getting on there giving picks and saying, come sign up, and this is who I think, so... And welcome to 2019 when anybody can handicap. <laughs> yeah, anybody can handicap. That's a good point. Jerry, you have some serious competition here because 
she's going to help out the people that follow her advice in different ways than you're willing to help out. She's your got followers. a good head on her shoulders. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm up against it's. It's it's gonna be rough. Let's say rough. <laughs> rough, rough. Let's go to the HRMP listener line. We have Will, and he wants to talk about Robert Crash. Welcome to Moneyline. What's going on? Go yeah, for it. yeah. Am I on the show now? Am I on the show? You guys done talking about Tom and Rob? <laughs> yeah, go for it, Will. Yeah, you know it, this is a conspiracy. You know, I, I hear you guys making fun, right? but this is a conspiracy. This is what this is what the president's always talking about. <laughs> this is George Soros, and this is the Clintons, right? And you guys are trying to rip down America. And everybody knows everybody wanted the Rams to win because everybody knows that all of the Chinese people are buying L.A. and it's all about China. <laughs> okay, so it's a setup. It's a setup, and Tom didn't do nothing. Tom Brady is the greatest guy alive. Okay? And you know what? My dad kissed me until I was 17. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Okay? <laughs> so let's just keep it wicked retired, and let's just go for the number seven next year. Okay? Tom Brady is the greatest guy ever. <laughs> well, I, 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 he makes some good points. He does. He does. He got to the point, and I, I love it. We need, that's, that, that's going into the Moneyline Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think so. Of course, as well. But, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a lot of people China. don't want to believe it. I, I mean, and don't get me wrong. What if it comes out? What if it was to come out that he was innocent? And, I mean, imagine how bad he would get oh, man. on them. You know what I mean? But I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. And. He needs to take the uh, he needs to take a page out of the Jerry Jones book of <laughs> scandalism. He does, and, and you do it in a different way. You, you don't. I mean, cause I, it's funny every time you see that one Jerry Jones picture with the chicks with him. You're like yeah. that look on his face. And you're like, well, how'd you get in this position? Well, how did they get that phone in there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know they that's a full frisk. All right, phones. Yeah, that's the the Derek Jeter routine, right? Like t- they take the phones right away. So much props to him for that. <laughs> Jeter. Derek Jeter was ahead of his time. <laughs> oh man! If Derek Jeter is a legend for the for the way he did things like that, I mean, I used to think whenever I was growing up, like if you could switch spots with anybody out there, like Derek, Derek Jeter is one of those guys. Oh, he's top sh- of the list, man. <laughs> number one with a bullet. Yeah, come up with a list of which kind of if you could switch spots with with anyone. I mean. Jeter, Jeter wouldn't be a bad, and Jeter in his prime wouldn't be a bad guy. Oh man, and it's, he's classy too, right? Like after a night with Jeter, you get like a signed baseball and like, like <laughs> a, a photo with the signature on it, like a fruit basket. Mariah Carey looks at him like, "No, I'm supposed to sign you." Yeah, like what are we doing here? But yeah, no, he's he's a gentleman. For he's sure. a real. He's a gentleman's gentleman. He's not ordering your Uber. It's no. a taxi for, or <laughs> it's a limo, or is it like Uber uh, XL, something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's you like, get like no. the SUV Uber after a night with Jeter. Yeah, for sure. He's not letting you go out like that. He's not cream hunting you. Just <laughs> he can't do it. But no, uh, another news, a uh, topic that we need to touch before we go to break. How about Zion Williamson's shoe this week? As far. Is that not one of the craziest things you've seen on on the biggest stage? Yeah. Pretty much that I mean that, that that was set up for the college basketball season, and that happens that quick into the game. It's insane, it, unbelievable. Yeah, we'll have to get on get into that on the other side. But I mean, what a great story, right? I mean, and so early in the game, in a game that everybody was excited to watch, and 
you know, I was posting a, you know, AJ Hoffman does, you know, that podcast uh, with Brad Power. So I was posting that podcast. I'm like, I'm sure people are going to want to gamble on this game. This is a big game. And, you know, I was excited to watch it too. And then, man, it just early into the game that happens. And I mean, that stuff is meant for Twitter, is it not? Did you see all the memes and all the pictures? Twitter's so quick. They're lethal. They're deadly. And they said that Nike lost, I forget, X amount of dollars the next day. But then they said two days later, they're back up. So what happens to Zion after this as far as... was this a good thing? I mean, now we know that he's coming back. They say uh, the coach said that he hasn't spoken with them, uh, the family or him, about anything about him checking out. So as far as it looks here, he will be playing again at one point this season. But, I mean, what does it do for him going forward as far as uh, shoe deals? You know what I mean? Yeah. Can they say uh, strong enough for Zion? <laughs> Nike. You know what I mean? Because uh, odds came out. We're, we're degenerate gamblers here. So let's go ahead and give the odds out. Adidas. Five to four. If you go with Nike, three to two. Puma, nine to two. New Balance, sixteen to one. Un- Under Armour, sixteen to one. And the long shot, none other than the big baller brand. Ooh. At one hundred to one, if Zion was to sign with big baller brand, just imagine Zion sitting there and and Levar <laughs> talking, just yeah, like is that's his son? He's uh-huh. one of this is my long. This is the son I never had. <laughs> You're like no nah, man, but yeah, we'll uh. We'll get into a little bit more serious topics coming up here soon. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can get us. Josh Jordan, Andrew Carlson, and your man Jerry Bowe. No intern. Wherever you're at, we got to give you a shout out on air. We got we got to <laughs> give him the shame bell one time. My man ain't here, so we got Andrew taking care of everything for the moment. Now another shame bell, and we gave him one last week was Antonio Brown. Now what has changed since then? The Pittsburgh Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert said, "We've had I'd say three teams that have touched base with us, and we'll see how that grows." Now that he said. I think it'll unfold over the next few weeks as teams get better perspective on what else is is out there and available to them. How quick do you think this gets done? Because there's odds out there. Will Brown be drafted? Will the Brown trade go down when the draft goes down, the NFL draft? And that those odds are it's it's obviously the underdog that he will, and it's only like minus two hundred that he, that he won't get uh, that that he won't get drafted before that he will get drafted before, and I think as of March seventeenth they owe him two point five million in a roster bonus. So I don't think they want to swallow that. No, that's tough though, right? Because I mean that's not a ton of money, and they got to be hoping to to get something significant back for him. But here's the deal, man. If I'm another NFL team, I couldn't be any less interested in Antonio Brown. He's pretty much said he wants his contract torn up. He wants a new deal. We know he's a huge pain in the ass. He's already in his 30s. 
you know, especially if I have like a young quarterback, if I have somebody like Deshaun Watson or, you know, Dak Prescott or, you know, just kind of a young guy, I don't want Antonio Brown, you know, in his ear, get me the ball every single play. You know, I want my quarterback to develop and, and play quarterback the way he should, not just forcing, you know, 10 balls to Antonio Brown every game. I just, I've lost so much respect for this dude. And I know you're a big Steelers fan, Jerry, and I bet you've got to feel the same way, right? Like, what happened? It's, I guess they were masking this so because this yeah. didn't just happen right now. No. Like, let's be serious. This is not just go- happening right now. And at the end of the day, I guess go- it goes back down to Tomlin to me. Yeah. I heard James Harrison come out, and he threw it on Tomlin. Really? And yeah, he threw it a few days ago. He said it's Tomlin. And, you know, some people were saying that the Big Ben, because the way that he conducts himself uh, in the locker rooms, he's got a owner's mentality. But the coach uh, or Colbert said Ben doesn't have the authority of a head coach. It's more that Ben has the the course of respects that he he requires is because he is a Super Bowl winner and there's a, some younger guys, but then he used the term students or kids or something to that, and you can't use that in a, in a grown man locker no. room, especially when you have people in there that are old schools. You know, you got really good veteran players, Cam Hayward, you know, Pouncey. You think Pouncey wants to look be called a, a young kid like a, a kids? No, so. It's everybody's messing up at this point. Nobody, we're not used to this in the Steeler locker room. They're not used to this, you know. They're not used. To, this isn't the Steeler way, so it needs to come to an end. But like you said, Brown isn't helping himself out with the, what he's doing on the computer on, on yeah. the social media. That's not helping himself out one bit. He's making his trade value go down substantially, basically every day. I mean, he looks just like a guy you don't want to have to deal with, and. At, at his age, and look, I know 30 is not old in, in normal society, but as an NFL receiver, you can only imagine he's got a couple good years left for the most part. And to tear up his deal and give him a new one when he's already making a ton of money, it just it makes no sense. It just makes other teams be like, man, why would I want to deal with that? And here's the other thing. Why are you going to give a good draft pick if you're going to have to take on a gigantic contract you know that it usually doesn't work that way, right? If if you're if you're going to have to re-sign a guy to a huge contract, usually you get maybe a third or a fourth rounder. You ever? But then it goes about like, what does the the person that owns him, the current owner of whatever him or whatever object? It's just like anything in life. Like you have that guy that. Back in the day, you're trying to trade pencils with a friend, and you're like, bro, I'll trade you. And Come on. like He thinks that that pencil's worth that much more. Uh, it's just crazy. Uh, in fantasy, let's, okay, let's, in a fantasy world, when people say, hey, man, I sent you a trade, <laughs> and they send you some random, and, you, and you're thinking, what, is, what does he think of this certain player that he's sending me for this? Because it doesn't add up. Like Certain people yep. think differently of what they own and what the Steelers are thinking of. Brown is that he's worth the uh, first round. Yeah. He's worth the first round. Um, it's seventh Pro Bowl, led, quietly led the NFL in receiving touchdowns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in an, a so-called off year for his standards. But now they're looking, a quote, we're looking at maybe not having the significant, most one of the most significant players, or if not the best player in football, not only on our team, but in the National Football League. So, of course, if you're going to subtract that from that player from our team, you better have compensa- compensation that justifies that. And that's what we are seeking. 
So they, they, he's got it set that they aren't going to make a move. He said that they reached out to Drew Rosenhaus and said the same thing in a very respectful way, he adds. He said they understand our thinking, and we, if we can accomplish something that benefits both sides, great. But if it doesn't benefit us, it won't happen. Is he just saying that, though, to, to keep the stock up so people are saying, man, they might not even let him go. We need to get in there because if he comes out and says – this has to be done. It's done no matter what. People are going to say they're desperate and they're going to make a move. No doubt about it. Once they know that you have to move the guy, you're going to get pennies on the dollar. That, that's how it works, man. So just for Antonio Brown, if he really wanted to be moved, then just shut up and do it behind the scenes because the Steelers, we've seen it. They, they don't care. See what they did with Le'Veon Bell? They cost themselves the playoffs because they didn't want to pay that guy and they wanted to make a point. Don't tell me they wouldn't do the same thing with Antonio Brown. If they don't you know, receive back for him what they think is a fair deal, I don't see them making a move. I mean, you just sit right here on our roster, Antonio, and you know, you're going to cost us the same whether you play or not. We're not moving you unless it makes sense for us, and they have to have that stance, or, or they're going to get a fifth-round pick for him. I'm, I'm serious. A name that keeps getting thrown out of franchise as maybe a potential landing spot. And, okay, so they already said, supposedly, that the, they want to trade him to an NFC team. Makes sense. Yeah. And the Packers. Yeah, I keep hearing that name. I mean, imagine that. Him with Devontae Adams split on, I mean, Man. with Rodgers that's the name that I keep getting thrown around, here and thrown around, uh, and that makes all the sense in the world. As much as I hate to say it, uh, shout out to Joe Blank. You know he's, <laughs> yeah. he he would love that. I mean, Pac Man Joel. That's what you need. That's what Rogers needs. One more weapon, and I'm curious to see what happens with the you know with the offense going forward. Now the changes with the whole offseason full of changes. Imagine that. That would where would that put them as far as in the NFC? Would it make oh, them a man. top three, top five team? It has to. I mean, we've seen Rodgers. You know, he kind of had a down year last year. At least you know from a fantasy perspective, we we followed that very closely. But you give him an Antonio Brown, my lord. I, that's why I don't think it'll happen. Just because it's too good to be true. You know, like and th- that's not really how the Packers do business. And, and I know they've had some changes in the front office, but they've, you know, traditionally been a team, you know, build through the draft, you know, don't pay too much money for free agents. And that's the whole kicker for me, man, is the fact that he wants a new deal and he's already making a ton of money and he's in his 30s. Yeah. You know, who, and he's, what, he has like three years left on the deal? What if he's not happy where he goes? What if it's, I mean, because also it's got to be a team that wins because he's used to winning and that's why things were hunky-dory. Yep. Right? So what if he goes to a franchise that things don't go off right off the top? Or what? Okay, what if he goes to Green Bay and Adams is dominating the touches like right. he does? I mean, Adam, that's what he does. He's a target monster. So what happens if he's not getting what he? If he's the second look, uh, is is he too big? Is he bigger? Is Mister Big Chest bigger than Aaron Rodgers? I mean, because Aaron's gonna no. This is my. You know what I mean? It's just. You got to be careful where 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 he ends up. You have to be very careful. You have to make sure that the quarterback can handle him. That's why, like, yeah. place like like uh, if he ends up in with the 49ers and Garoppolo, it's real careful because is he going to try to dominate Garoppolo and say no, this is the way it's done? Or if he goes to an Aaron Rodgers type place, is he going to humble himself and say, you know what, this is my chance. I got a shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna lethal offense and let's go forward. It's 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 real tricky. And I think 
like I said, these there's a reason that they do a, a test on you when you come into the league about your your personality yep. and you know what I mean and stuff like that. And and this is showing who he is here. And in one form or another, it has to hurt him. Don't get me wrong, the the talent level and I mean he's one of the most talented, if not the most talented since Jerry Rice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like with consistency of numbers. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day. There's a reason the Steelers are having to let go of these guys because they are they got too big for the team themselves. The same case with Bell as, as is with him. And luckily they were able to mask with Connor some of the Bell absence. But I don't know if you can do that with Juju being a straight one. So that's I saw I saw Juju running routes on Twitter. I saw that. Too. And uh, some guy t- uh, tweeted, uh, he, 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 say, he commented, he said, this is what the, the coverage is going to look like next year. <laughs> and it made, it, it made me laugh, man, because that's exactly what it's going to look like. It is. And if you have to be a team that's like ready to try and win a Super Bowl to trade for Antonio Brown, right? Like you're not the Arizona Cardinals. Like let's bring Antonio Brown in here. We need the highest paid 30-something-year-old receiver to play with our young developing quarterback. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. It's got to be a team that, that wants this to put them over the top. So that even limits the amount of teams that he's going to appeal to even more. And with them saying that, hey, that means three teams are interested in him, that means there's a lot of teams that aren't. Yeah. Right, like there's yeah. if only and three you know teams that's probably stretched. You know, whenever you say, "Oh, I got, I got three chicks, four chicks calling," I mean, there's only one, <laughs> one, and she didn't even call you. You text her. It's you the know rule I mean? of three, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So yeah, we got three, six, yeah. or eight teams calling when it's really probably one, and the other two you've been calling their phone and they haven't called you back. <laughs> and the chicks are the other way, you know. It's like they say three, it's really like nine. Exactly, you know? <laughs> it's, it's the other way around. So yeah. Um, it's I guess we'll keep playing it week by week. We'll know pretty soon. I, again, the bets are out at certain places that says, will he be wait, drafted all the way until draft day? And I don't think that the Steelers, I mean, don't get me wrong, 2.5 isn't that much to, to, to make sure that they get the right deal for him. But at the end of the day, the more that this grows, the more impatient that he'll be and I mean, you see uh, Le'Veon Bell come out and say, at last, at last on his Twitter, free at last. Come on, man. Like, yeah. now you're touching other lines. Like, uh, come on. <laughs> no, man. And if, we need to get to that on the other side. I want to talk a little Le'Veon Bell, maybe with the Texans. And do you see this thing? We'll get to it on the other side. It, he might have been having some extra snacks during the offseason. Have you heard this about Le'Veon Bell? No. I'm hearing, uh, and we'll get to this on the other side, uh, up to 260. Is what I heard on Twitter. Wow. Yeah, so we'll get to that on the other side. You're listening to Moneyline. We'll be right back. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can reach us on Twitter with any gambling questions, any bad beat stories. 
713-780-3776. If you want to reach out and, and talk about some gambling coming up, uh, we're here. The lines are open, and we're willing to talk about any kind of games you got. So let's get back into some of this talk that we had as far as these free agents and specifically coming from the Steelers side. So yeah. what else? Let's get into Le'Veon Bell here a little bit. There's been a lot of noise about him you know, maybe being a good fit here with the Texans. And I feel like Texans fans are kind of split on this. Some people are like, oh, hell yeah, get Le'Veon Bell in here, man. Like, what a difference he would make. Texans got a ton of cap space, almost, uh, what, $78 million in cap space here. You can also cut Kevin Johnson, which will save you another $9 million. And from what I'm hearing, here's what Le'Veon wants. In the first three years, he wants about $48 million guaranteed. That's Whoa. that's what he's asking for. Now, he's 27 so it would make sense to to front load that deal, right? And and you know get him that money right up until he's thirty, pay him up front, put it in. And of course, and here's the other thing too: no, don't get Le'Veon Bell. Fix the offensive line, dude. We have a ton of cap space. Why can't you do both? We have a lot of extra draft picks this year too. Why can't we address the secondary, hit the offensive line, and bring in Le'Veon Bell? I mean, Trent Brown, you might be able to sign him and sign Le'Veon Bell and. Use all your other picks in the draft. Plus, you'll save about $5 million if you cut Lamar Miller. Don't really feel like you need him if you have Le'Veon Bell. So I'm just asking, what do you guys think? I'll throw it to Jerry and Andrew. Le'Veon Bell, if you could get him about three years, $48 million, you front load the deal. You can also still bring in some other pieces. Your top five in cap space in the NFL, you can do other things. So this notion that if you bring Bell, then you can't do anything else is just not true. So what do you guys think? Le'Veon Bell, like it or hate it? I would love it as long as we fix the offensive line. That's my only caveat with it. If you don't fix the offensive line, to me, it's sort of putting like unleaded gas in a Ferrari. Yep. You've got this amazing running back. But as we saw last year, those holes were not always there. And as awesome as Le'Veon is, he can't create holes out of thin air. I agree. And here's where I think he'll help him. He's also a slot receiver, basically. You know, and... My Lord, how many injuries did we have in the slot this past year with the Texans? They just can't, you know, QT, and they can't keep anybody healthy outside of Hopkins, knock on wood. To me, Le'Veon kind of, he serves two purposes there. He's your running back, and he's your check down guy for Deshaun Watson. It makes a lot of sense to me. Jerry, you're a huge Steelers fan. What do you think? Would you, would you cheer for Lev if he ended up in Texans gear? I can't cheer for that man no more, no? to be honest, just because the the way he did things. Yeah. I can't. Uh, the way he dipped out on that team like that and just to see the way the locker room. But don't get me wrong. Uh, from a from a football standpoint, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it makes some sense. It makes sense. Now, are, can you get value out of running backs out there? Because we talk about the lines. And PFF came out with a specific article this week. Running backs that were most helped by their offensive lines. And you tell me if you see a trend here. The players who got the most help from their lines, basically highest percentage of rushing yards that came before contact, minimum of 50 carries. Philip Lindsay led the way. Wow. 56.5 of his carries, uh, of his rush yards came before contact. So that means, you know, that he, he did it. You know, he worked himself because he had the holes to push. Mm-hmm. Second on the list, James White. Third, Tariq Cohen. Fourth, Damian Williams. Fifth, Matt Breida. What do all these guys have in common? Man, for me, and it might be something else for you, but to me, they're all kind of pass-catching specialists. Exactly. Exactly what I was going to say. So you can have 
these pass catching backs that yeah. that you know what I mean. It, it's it, they're all, it can make their offensive line seem better than what it really is. You know, yeah. it, so in one case, let's talk about Aaron Jones for example. Catch him back two point five yards before carry two point nine seven after contact. So he can dominate both ways. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's what Le'Veon Bell can do as well on an offensive line that ended up being ranked seventh overall, uh, the Green Bay Packer line, that is. So it's you can if you like a Joe Mixon, for example, two point two before contact, two point seven after. Joe Mixon it resembles a lot of Le'Veon Bell's he does. game. And he's a fan of his. How good is yeah. how good is the uh, Cincinnati offensive line that finished twenty seventh in overall line rankings? But then you have Joe Mixon at two point seven six yards after contact. You see what I'm saying? So it, to, to go with what you're, it, he's so good that he don't. Then he'll make it happen. And him being able to to catch out of the backfield makes it that much harder on the run stopping defense. You know what I mean? They, that that for makes them to a lot sell of out. sense. If you have a guy that they have to account for coming out of the backfield, then. You know, they can't just all out sell out on the run. No. Right? So, no. And then yeah. especially with Watson, imagine that. So yeah. uh, that even gives it a bigger element because we're talking about – it's just, it's crazy. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, it would be – It'd be a great fit. Yeah. It, I mean, it really would. It would be – I want to see it. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it. I, it how, hard, how high is the bar set if that does happen? I mean, at that point, then you automatically considered – a top five favorite in the league, I, I would think. If you pick up Le'Veon Bell, you have yes. to be right. Well, it's all about offense now, right? And if you're going to have the firepower to go beat the Chiefs and go beat the Patriots, you got to have somebody that that, that that you respect and that's a superstar talent back there. And and let's look at it. Like you know, the committee of running backs got really popular for a while, but now what's the deal? Guys like Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, like the the badass running back is back. That that's a thing now. The, the best teams, Sony Michelle, look what he did for the Patriots this year, man. That that was a huge difference maker for them. And it makes sense for the Texans to go do this. And I know it's a lot of money, and I know the guy didn't play this year, but. Jerry, you know the Steelers were jerking him around. Like, he was upset for a reason. They wouldn't give him just a, a genuine fair contract. They, they just decided we are going to franchise this guy until we can't anymore, and we're going to let him walk. Same thing the Cowboys kind of did with DeMarco Murray. They're like, we're going to run him into the ground, and then when he asked for a big deal, we're going to let him leave. And that's exactly what happened here. But here's the difference. Le'Veon Bell's not as old, I don't think, as DeMarco Murray. He was close to 30, I believe, when that deal happened. So... You know, you're going to get like three of his prime years, and he didn't get any touches this past year. And so, you know, if he's not weighing 260 pounds, as was reported this offseason, and he's in good shape, I think it makes a lot of sense. So let, let me put a little twist on this. For fantasy football, if Le'Veon Bell signs here, and maybe they get Trent Brown, maybe they upgrade the offensive line through the draft— where are you taking him this year in the first round? I think he's a first-round pick. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's a top five pick. Yeah. you got to remember, last time we saw him, he led the league in carries and touches. Yeah. And and he, he was breaking records of his previous record of touches in the season. Yeah. Uh, over 400 touches in the season. That automatically, you have to make him. He's automatically put into that round one conversation. But... I guess it's just wishful thinking on on uh, for fans here because they want to see a, a yeah. change in that backfield. They want to see a threat, let's say, instead of oatmeal. And if you have Bill O'Brien as your play caller, you know, Mister Run Run Pass Punt. At least that's the the 
<laughs> the reputation he got this past season. If you run, run pass, you might actually pick up a first down with Le'Veon Bell. Just saying. I mean, it makes some sense. So if you might like Bill O'Brien's play calling a lot more if you actually had a running back that could break a tackle and get you a first down. I, I, it makes a lot of sense to me. And yeah, for fantasy, I think I'd take him at least top five or six if he ended up with the Texans. And here's the other thing. You keep him from going to the Colts, which would be great. And I mean, this division isn't that great. So you add Le'Veon Bell, it's it's not like you have these fantastic defenses in this division. You really don't. I mean, Jacksonville's okay, but they took a step back last year. I think he could be a difference maker for the Texans. I I really do. I think they should go do this. It, it makes it makes too much sense. Again, I would. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens. He has to go somewhere. I just don't know what team is is willing to to take on because like like we talked Antonio Brown. The same thing with Bell. You have to have a headstrong yeah coach, I guess, in this instant because just franchise in general because. It, He's gonna feel like he he's coming in with the big chest as well. It's yeah. just it's just it's insane to think that Steelers had both of these guys yeah. going at one time and, and it took this long for it to blow up. But we've seen it gradually, gradually crumbling, and then this is where it comes now. It's falling on on Big Ben being yeah. that guy and And they didn't get to a Super Bowl with these guys. That's you know? It, it's it's going to be a long rebuilding way because, yeah, we say Juju's going to fill it right in. I don't think – I've seen Juju play plenty. I don't think he's a he's a true, true one the way he is. He, he uh, I, don't, I don't think he can handle the way that people just think he's going to be plug and play. James Conner, he showed up. Yeah, yeah. He, and he, he even had better numbers in, in many ways than, than Le'Veon Bell. So, but he was hurt when it counted, right? Exactly, and that's, what, that's what's tough. But – that's what makes it also tough saying if you can find a James Conner, then what's the point of paying uh, Le'Veon Bell and going through that headache whenever you can get a C.J. Anderson off the off the couch, a Damian Williams can step up? Yeah. Is it really worth the headache and the the money, obviously? That- I think it is because we, we tried that here in Houston, right? With Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue and you know all these different guys. It hasn't worked. Remember when the Texans were really good? A guy named Arian Foster was running the ball. Remember him? Catch the ball out of the backfield, could take over a game. That's what's missing, yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's what, what's missing. And just to uh, get the best out of Watson's prime right yes. now, like to get you want to get, and how much pressure it would take off of him, how much would, how much a defense would actually respect the play action. You know what I mean? Yes. Just everything. Just imagine having them in the backfield with Hopkins. It would look like a Steelers offense. It like would. You, you, you remember seeing the Steelers offense all these years, and you see them uh, scoring points and, and making it fun. That's what you would have with, with the weapons that are on that offensive side. So we'll see where it goes going forward. A lot of, a lot of wishful thinking, like I said. But honestly, being from here from the city, and I, I would love to see them get to some, some, some long playoff runs, uh, get the city going. Get, I love it. So let's, That's the way to do it. Get the fan base excited. Remember how people didn't even care last year when they were winning, you know, game after game after game in a row. This would get the fan base excited. Also, get over to Sports Map. Fred Fowler put an article together about Texans need to go all in this offseason. There's a window. They need to they need to do it now. So go check out that article on Sports Map. I thought Fred did a really nice job. You hear the music, we're up against a break. You're listening to Moneyline. We'll be right back. HRNP listener line dial 713-780-ESPN. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. 